Hello, everybody. This is P. Norman Grant with Slim Jim and another edition of The Grapefruit Agenda, where we summarize, analyze, criticize, metastasize, overemphasize, scrutinize, and maybe circumcise what passes for the news of the day. Why grapefruit? Because we're sweet on conservatism and sour on liberalism. And we emanate from the citrus capital of Florida, the Treasure Coast. Today's sample of elocution is entitled Good Old Election Day. Good Old Election Day, remember? The last time we had a good old election day, one day, was under President Obama. I was listening to Rush this morning. He was doing an old an old Obama flashback. We have the podcast from all of his glory days. And he was talking about uh, Obama and the prediction of Russia taking over Ukraine's Crimea. Remember that? Not much was done. Same thing. Same thing's happening today. Not really doing it. We're putting all that money over there, but that's for another day. Today is about election day or election days. As a matter of fact, a year and a half from now, we have a general election. Now, the question is, have we started to vote yet? I mean, the Democrats want as many days or months as possible. So we're researching, well, what entities here in the states have elected to go with election months. So this is an article from one of our sources, the Washington Examiner. We've talked to those boys before. So here's the headline, about the, about the second page of their newest edition. Courts need to ensure election day doesn't become election month. This is from the state of North Dakota. North Dakota, that's not Christy Nomes, is it? Christy Nomes, she's in South Dakota. North Dakota, nondescript, kind of middle-of-the-road state, they have, they have a Democrat governor. They have a Democrat governor. All the rest are Republicans, but I don't know how they, they got that one guy as a Democrat in there. North Dakota's system is particularly egregious in violating what calls for election day. The Constitution calls for election day. So North Dakota's system is particularly egregious. There, ballots can still be counted even if they arrive up to 13 days after election day. Utah and Illinois are among other states that, like North Dakota, merely require that mail-in ballots be postmarked, but not necessarily delivered by the end of Election Day itself, causing us to wonder what the post office might or might not do. Illinois had six congressional races close enough for the results to remain in doubt while officials waited for late-arriving ballots. So, the Washington Examiner goes on, such systems obviously delay the announcement of winners. Remember Election Day when we knew the winner that night? Remember? You're not that young. You're not that young. You remember. In close races, it causes public confusion at the very least. Worse, the longer the delays are, the more chance there is for people to suspect skullduggery. And we all know what that is, skullduggery. Public confidence in election systems, the bedrock of our republic, erodes when results or the system of delivering results are so uncertain. The Constitution, the examiner goes on, explicitly gives Congress the authority to set the time for conducting federal elections. Is it the states, general elections? No. The counties? No. Is it the Democratic Party? No. Is it the Chinese government issuing viruses here to force us to create other laws in our country to accommodate pandemics? No, it's the Constitution. So it's the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November of each even-numbered year. 
for presidential elections. That date was reinforced earlier this year when President Joe Biden signed the Electoral Count Reform Act. In all those provisions, the lawsuit noted, every mention of the day is singular, not plural. So remind us what election day was, because they're trying to stretch it out. They're trying to stretch it out for the purposes of skullduggery. And speaking of Mr. Biden, Joe just signed an executive order to bypass a lot of these election laws because he wants to support, remember, the Zuckerberg scandal? He wants to support the NGOs that expand voting rights, meaning everybody should vote. Everybody, everybody, not every citizen, Everybody, every American. Who's American? American is someone who pays for a TV hookup. That's an American. Or an RV hookup. Or just a hookup. What do you have to prove to be able to vote? This is getting more and more specific about people who are doing skullduggery. So Joe wants to support the NGOs that expand voting rights. He wants to give money to outside groups, federal money, not that Zuckerberg needs more money, the Zuckerberg-Chan connection, Soros, Gates, and all the people who run the high tech, except for Elon. Well, maybe Elon wants to contribute a couple of dollars. Outside money. To, so we can't suppress the voting rights. Remember Obama, how, how come the votes weren't suppressed then? When they had election day. No early voting. Very little vote by mail. But there was no problem when Obama was president. So an antidote, an antidote to some of this is a group in Florida called Defend Florida. And these people are, they have a wish list. We have a lot of wish lists out there. We like to have different machines or no machines or counting on your fingers, each one by families or precincts. But we have the machines. So one of the wish lists I see, one day, one vote, no early voting. So Slim Jim, do you think one day one vote is coming back? Maybe we could elect Obama to come back and turn it back to one day, one vote. No early voting. Wish list. It's a wish list. No mail-in ballots, says Defend Florida. No mail-in ballots. Do you think that's possible in these days, now that we've gotten used to it? We have older people who just find it difficult to go down there and stand in line for that one day. We understand that. I understand it. This started with uh, really the military, military, disabled people, um, and then people over 70, and then people over 60, and then people who think it over and say, you know, what's convenient is just to sign the paper. I don't want to be standing in line with a bunch of Republicans or whatever disease they might have. You know, that maggot disease. They could have some kind of bacteria on them. I don't want to get close. So I'd rather stay home and watch the women's soccer team. State voting holiday. Should be a holiday? I think it sort of is a holiday already, but eh, we can make it a voting holiday. This is Defend Florida's wish list. Uh, Notarized absentee ballot signatures. Now, can you imagine you're sitting at home, you, you applied and got the vote by mail ballot. You have the ballot and you can write whatever you want on there. As a matter of fact, your butler could write whatever he wants on there. Or your grandchildren could scribble in what they think you should vote because you're snoozing away with maybe your dementia. And so they'll take your vote with Aunt Sally and her card car- her card her card party. Remember, they're having, they're having a bridge club. So the little kid, the 12-year-old, says, yeah, maybe I'll sign them all for you. And so now it needs to be notarized. Each one needs to be a notarized person to notarize an absentee ballot. This is the wish list. Wish list. 
Okay, small voting precincts, under 1,000. Right now we have precincts, some, some we're in big cities, we've got 20,000 people in a precinct. So I can see where they're coming from. The Defend Florida people. Security controlled ballot paper, special paper on the mail-in ballots to see that they were the actual ballots, not Xeroxed, that can come through and be counted. Okay, special paper. That's possible. Voter ID required. Now you're getting silly. Now you're getting silly. How are we going to assure ourselves that your ID, your picture on your ID, is of you if we don't see you? Well, we put it against the driver's license that's on record, but who's going to check that now? How are we checking the vote by mail, voter ID, even in person, in person? People insist they should not have a picture. We shouldn't, shouldn't be demanded to have a picture on our voting ID because that's, that's kind of imposing. It's kind of imposing, isn't it? Kind of restrictive. I have to have a picture? Yeah, you have to picture when you, when you, when you do other things, especially drive. So finally, they have a petition by 8% of the precinct voters initiates a hand-counted ballot audit or purge of illeg- illegitimate voter registrations. We're not sure that's going to happen. Anyway, that's a wish list from the Florida, Defend Florida. Now, here's a, a cleaned-up version of the same thing. Florida Citizens' Bill for Secure Elections. This is, uh, this is coming from Defend Florida, too. Secure elections are necessary for our republic and are envisioned by federal law and the Constitution. So here are some of the, the actual, I think these make more sense. Ensuring only United States citizens vote in our elections. Citizenship must be validated. Mandate use of all available federal and state databases for verifying citizenship. Currently, Florida law does not require U.S. citizenship verification or define how to verify it. If you're registering to vote, there's a little box somewhere on the registration page, and you check the box that says you are a citizen. Other than that, who's checking to see if you're a citizen? Oh, well, then it goes back to the motor voter ID. So you could say the motor voter people are the ones checking for citizenship. But are they? Can they? Will they? Are they doing it sincerely? So another bullet point here. Require both driver's license and ID numbers and Social Security numbers are on paper. The voter registration application to mirror the online voter regulation application form. Used to have have that group called ERIC, E-I-R-K, which is a registration uh, group that was signed on by many states. We had to pay a lot of money. It turns out these people took the foot off the gas when it came to Republican votes and allowed a lot of the votes that came through to be, let's say, cleaned up. Let's say they're much more liberal when they when there was a question about residency and if you're voting for the Democrats, it looked like they had their allowances, more for the Democrats than the Republicans. So we got rid of Eric, and now we have to clean it up ourselves, meaning that the, the supervisors of elections in each county. So we have to mandate, these supervisors, the mandate continuous maintenance of voter rolls by, by supervisors of elections in compliance with federal voter laws. Okay. Maintain publicly available records of all changes, additions, removals. Now, in Florida, we have the, the Florida statute says that they must, that the head of the, the head of motor vehicles and the supervisors of elections must report on the number of people who have been purged or taken off, removed from the database that's able to vote. So are they reporting in your district, in your county? Do you see published anywhere? the number of people that have been taken off the voter rolls because maybe non-citizenship could be dead. 
could be they moved. And so we don't want them voting in five different states, do we? I mean, if Zuckerbucks were still out there, and Joe's now going to be supporting Zuckerbucks, they could possibly, they could hire some people to go around and ballot harvest and then maybe duplicate the ballots and go around to five different states and vote with the old ladies playing bridge ID. Possibly, all over. And put them in a big, a big drop box. I don't know. There are a lot of conspiracies out there. So we need to make sure that the removal of names of dead people and ineligible people are published. Where do they get published? In a newspaper? You don't read the newspaper. Maybe on a website. Maybe we could develop a website. Jimbo, he's a tech witch. He could develop a news site. So these are the names that have been removed from Indian River County because of ineligibility. Don't want to tell them why. We don't want to tell them it was a, a bomber from Paraguay or Pakistan or East Peninsula. Uh, we don't want to tell them that. But we could tell them that they've been removed. In fact, here's um, Judicial Watch. Judicial Watch likes to crow about how many people they got off their voter rolls. This is the most recent emission from uh, Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch, July 19th. We scored another success for free and fair elections in our National Voter Registration Act lawsuit against Colorado. Since filing, last time I saw it was Illinois. Since filing our lawsuit in 2020, the state has increased its ineligible voter removals by 78%. Now, as part of this settlement, the state must report to Judicial Watch its progress in continuing to achieve accurate voter rolls for the next six years. That's Judicial Watch, doing the right thing. To the world of the possible, defend Florida, and cleaning up the voter rolls, they have to maintain, this is what we want, mandate continuous maintenance, mandate continuous maintenance of voter rolls by the SOEs. It says in the law that they shall, they shall report people have been purged monthly. But we don't see any monthly reports coming from the SOE or Division Motor Vehicles. So that would be a mandate to let us know. Publish it in the newspaper or on a website. That'd be a great website. They have a website of people purged. It could be in the in the, uh, the legal, you know, in the newspapers used to have the law reports, the uh, crime reports. Maybe you could have that. The people who have died or moved, it could be a, in the newspaper or on a website. So they maintain publicly available records of all changes of address and do the, all credible sources. We have to be accepting all credible sources that these people died. So they need to make, they need to report. That's what they have to do. It's the supervisor of election and the head of the motor vehicles. need to report the people who are in the current roles, how valid. Securing Florida's election process and technology. Now, big thing is the machines. I know people that don't want any machines at all. In fact, there's a mandate, it's a law in Florida that you must have voting systems, electromechanical, electromechanical voting systems. So there's a possibility of using just paper ballots. This becomes onerous, I believe. A lot of people think they can count all these things. I could do, you sit around the kitchen table with uh, two or three people and count 20,000 ballots. Pretty hard to do. What could be possible is to disconnect these tabulations from the internet. Should be no internet connections. People still dispute in 2020 and 2016 if vote counting was connected to internets. So the transparency, the chain of custody rules, the vote by mail ballots. I mean, Slim Jim, do you remember voting by mail before Obama? How about before Obama? I do not. Only as absentee ballots. Absentee when you're overseas or, you know, you broke your leg, you can't go down there and, and mix. Armed services. Yeah, the armed services. So uh, back in the Obama days, when we say that it's so racist now that we have to have um, we have to have drop boxes. No resistance to mail-in ballots. 
But during the Obama years, we had election day. We had no drop boxes. They had no Sunday. This is a, a cool one that NACP came up with. The souls to the polls. They had free trips on Sunday, voting on Sunday, okay? So no vote by, ma- uh, by mail. I'm not sure it's like going to be no vote by mail, but you have to have some kind of some kind of uh, governor on there. Governor as in letting the people know that they're being watched. We Look, we can't have people just say, well, I want to do it out of convenience. But if you're over 70, you have a good reason. You have uh, half a leg or you have some kind of contagious disease. Again, it's good to mix it up with people. Go down there, do your diligence, your due diligence. Go down to the, the polling area on that day. All right, I'll give you a week. How about a week? Does that sound good? A sure. Week? I think a week is good. Yeah, two days before, two days after. Maybe. Yeah, that's good. Five days. Yeah. And not like North Dakota. They were doing it for 13 days after the election. If they receive vote by mail after the election, they were counting those votes. That's crazy talk. Here's something crazier, too. This is from the Tampa Bay Times. Now, this is the other side of the issue. This is Tampa Bay Times. Now, just out of the blue, Jim, is Tampa Bay Times a liberal newspaper or a conservative newspaper? I would bet they're liberal. (laughs) Exactly. So is every major newspaper in the state of Florida, or for that matter, the country. Tampa Bay Times, Florida's election laws take aim at voter registration groups. One of the issues in 7050, the voting election, the voting bill of uh, Florida that DeSantis got passed was they want to eliminate these third party registration groups meaning people who are not authorized to grab a bunch of registrations and have these people right in the middle of um, a bowling alley just start throwing registration papers around. So this 7050 says that we're going to restrict the, these third-party groups. I'm reading this article by the Tampa Bay Times, and it's all accusatory of the Nazi DeSantis, the fascist, who wants to have eliminated the voter registration groups. And I'm looking at a bunch of people who look um, Hispanic. It looks like a Hispanic voting book. Well, of course it is because it's Spanish on the, the big sign behind them. So they're trying to register these voters. And um, it looks like they're doing their best to get people who who aren't citizens in to become voters. That's what it looks like because I'm looking at five pages of this article and not one place do I see the word illegal. I don't see... Uh, um, temporary migrant. I don't see border. I don't see the words uh, voting prematurely or stealing social security numbers or anything like that. So I'm looking at this article. Efforts to restrict third-party organizations have persisted for some time, said this guy, Smith, who's been a prominent critic of recent laws restricting voter access. Because everybody, as I said before, everybody should vote. Should all people vote, Slim Jim? Only if they're citizens. That's what that's what we're talking about here, people. Grapefruiters, it's not everybody. I'm sorry, we're excluding excluding 99% of the, the world. Florida made it tougher to vote, they said, and engage in civic activities. Oh, civic activities. So registering foreigners to vote illegally is a civic activity. This is questionable. So following baseless allegations from former President Trump that his re-election in 2020 was stolen from him, so we can see that now we're, we're invited. We're invited to rebut and refute Trump's re-election fraud. So it may, DeSantis did 750, okay, to increase fines for violations by voter registration organizations, reduce the time to submit voter registration forms from 14, it's restrictive. Pretty little burden on people who want to sign people up. I can see it. I was out at the uh, the Frog Leg Festival, and we were signing people up uh, willy-nilly, left and right, 
And those papers were numbered. You had a numbered page. But if you Xerox those pages and you sent them in to the, the supervisors of an election and they came from Paraguay, Pennsylvania, or um, Bombay, you wouldn't know possibly if these were real people. So Florida made it tougher. Yeah, they made it tougher because there are a lot of people abusing it. This is the skullduggery. And I'm trying to figure out where that name came from. We're trying to, we're trying to figure Sounds out. Sounds like pirate talk. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Skullduggery. In Florida, Latinos account for a larger pair, a share of 2.5 million registered voters. You know, this always comes up that the DeSantis must be racist against brown people because it's always about the Hispanics signing up. But I'm looking at a picture. I'm looking at a picture further on, and I see pictures of, it looks like Eastern Europeans being arrested. Though, there are people from Romania, Hungary, and, uh, and Pennsylvania, which is a mythical state out there in the world that wants to come here. How, who, who doesn't want to come here? I got five people and maybe uh, Guatemala that don't want to come here. So now, due to the new law and ongoing legal battles, the League of Women Voters said that these historically marginalized communities have faced systemic barriers and discrimination that impede their access to the ballot box. So people in Chile... Let's find somewhere else to pick on. How about Lo- uh, Colombia? Colombia. Okay, well, I'm thinking about Manila. How about Borneo? What's the new name for Borneo? So if they're in Borneo. They are a marginalized community. They're only marginalized by 20,000 miles. Right. But further marginalization would include anybody that the Democratic Party wants to see as being different. So if you're going to say, well, geez, you're racist against people who are not citizens, that doesn't make any sense. All right, so we want to see that these uh, these tough questions are answered. So what the League of Women Voters are doing, they're going to, to switch to electronic registration to avoid the rules and penalties associated with paper applications. So thank God for the League of Women Voters. All Democrats, they want to just go an end run around DeSantis' 70-50. So I'm looking at the uh, the last part of this. Now the group, this group that is registering these people, third party, is deploying a new strategy called No Vengo Solo, Vengo Con Diez. In parentheses, it says, I don't come alone, I come with 10. So to encourage individuals to bring 10 potential voters with the aim of increasing voter turnout. Obviously, this is in Spanish, but if I were speaking uh, from, let's see, the Himalayan mountains, uh, we'd have a different language I come with 10. I come with 20. So last week, these people, Venezuelans, Andrina Morales and Victor Marin. Now, Morales is a naturalized U.S. citizen who still doesn't remember the Pledge of Allegiance or the Star-Spangled Banner, but wants to register new voters. So he, this guy got naturalized. He wants to turn around, and now he wants to register new Hispanic people. This Marin is an asylum seeker and community organizer. So everybody who comes over the border, by the way, is an asylum seeker, not just they want to pick cabbages here and go back. That's, that's a migrant. But So she is determined to help others participate. You see, grapefruit is that we have people that are trying to make voting legitimate. On one day, maybe five. Slim Jim says five. I agree. Maybe we can get tighter rein on the machines. But we also have to see that the people who are registering voters better be citizens themselves, let alone the people who are being registered. We need citizens to vote. That's all who's going to vote. Give them a week. Let's see what we can do. This is Slim Jim and P. Norman Grant. We'll see you next time on The Grapefruit Agenda.